Hello, I'm Steve, the retired criminal investigator with the Air Force Office of Special Investigations, the Federal Law Enforcement Agency of the United States Air Force. I'm Hannah, the amateur true crime enthusiast. I've been fascinated with my dad's job, and I love starting conversations with him to learn more. Join us each week as we share these conversations with you and discuss a real criminal case that piques our interest. Hello, welcome back, True Crime Archives. Happy New Year, 2022. Yes. It's, it's been a while. It's been a while since we've been in the studio. Like a month. Yeah. We took like a month off from you guys. The, those people that know us know, and, and for those who don't know us, know that you know it's a father-daughter podcast, so it's a family thing. So family's important. So we've been taking the holidays off, and we just took the holidays off in some extended time. I know some and of you are sick again. <laughs> it, it, right. So we've had some time off. Then Hannah was sick. And then we were around some people that were sick. So we w- didn't want to get together. So there was just, it, we, we were able to finally get back together. So welcome to 2022. Yeah. Happy New Year. I hope you guys all had a good New Year, mm-hmm. a safe New Year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did not have COVID again, though. So don't worry about that. Right. I'm good. <laughs> I was just sick. I lost my voice. You might hear me sound a little nasally <laughs> yeah. still. Yeah. I'm just now getting it back. So today we actually have somewhat of a smaller episode for you. And the first one back, we're going to be uh, taking a uh, peeling the onion back on a mm-hmm. newer case that just came out into the new. It's not a newer case, but it's a newer solved case right so it's not a, a cold case you know from the Anymore. 50s 60s or 70s no Am no right? no it's from the 90s <laughs> yeah okay it has been recently in the news it's been recently solved due to dna however it's not genetic genealogy as far as i can tell it just says dna and it has said like advancements in dna but right. nowhere has it said anything about genetic genealogy okay so Yeah, they probably just had, had collected DNA. All right, let's go through it then and we'll see. Yeah, so our story is taking place in 1966, specifically September 24th, 1966. It's in the town of Crockett, San, fin- San Francisco. 1966? 1996, sorry. <laughs> 1996. Maybe I'm a little dyslexic, <laughs> guys. <laughs> okay. So we're taking place... You can leave that in there. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting there. I'm I'm dying over here. I put in, you. You can't see. Is I put my hand up to Hannah and said, "Okay, the '90s. <laughs> okay, so 1996. 1996, September 24th, 1996. We're in the town of Crockett, San Francisco. That. Oh. It's been a while. We're in the town of Crockett, which is in San Francisco Bay Area, mm-hmm. specifically specifically the Contra Costa County. And we are talking about Priscilla Lewis. She is 21 years old at the time. She is living in Vallejo, California, which is about 10 minutes away from this restaurant that she works at called Four Corners Pizza. Now, it's in the Valona Square Mall. And from what I've read, it still exists. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool. I mean, it's only 25, 25 years, right? Yeah, 25 yeah, years. So yeah. now... There is a basement of this mall, specifically like a basement bathroom area that is shared by four different businesses. There is three entrances to this basement bathroom. So really anyone can gain access to it. It sounded like a couple of the entrances were maybe to like, you know, the outside. I don't know if you 
like malls. I've worked in a mall, so I can like speak to this specifically. Malls have a bunch of different accesses in and out of like these like long hallways that are specifically meant for like delivery people and employees. And it's honestly not that hard to get into them if you're not an employee. So that's kind of what it sounded like. Now, at around 10.30 p.m., one of her co-workers, who is a cook in the restaurant, noticed that she, Priscilla, had not come back from her break, and it had been a while, and that was kind of unlike her. So he goes down to the basement bathrooms, and he actually discovers her body in the bathroom stall. She had uh, been beaten and basically drowned in the toilet, and he immediately wow. called 911. Yeah, it's pretty sad. Who 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 found her again? Who? One of, uh, one of her coworkers. Her co-workers. So he was a cook in in the the Four Quarters Pizza. So it uh, she was a waitress. So, so it was a basement of the pizza place or the mall? No, the mall. So the mall had like this basement bathroom area that was shared by four different businesses. Uh, I was gonna say what? So it was like a common. Oh, okay. So what and it was, was shared he going? By the pizza. He was looking for her. Yeah, he noticed that she hadn't come back from her break yet, so he went looking for her, and that was one of the places he went to. So he goes to the bathroom and that's where he finds her. I'm not sure how he, it kind of sounds like maybe it was like a, you know, like the family bathrooms. Cause I'm not sure how he was able to just like walk into the girl's bathroom, but that is what mm-hmm. it says is okay. that he's the one that found her. The cause of death is asphyxia due to drowning and strangulation, which is just, you know, awful. The Contra Costa, County sheriff's investigators, you know, obviously immediately go out of there, go out to the location and start their investigation. They apparently interviewed dozens of people between all of these businesses that shared this downstairs basement. Right. And, you know, they quickly realized that there was those Mm -hmm. three different entrances where anyone could really gain access. So they really interviewed as many people as they possibly could. I read that they carried out several search warrants. Um, Now, I will say that while this case is solved, it is still an ongoing case. So they have actually come out, the Contra Costa County or the Contra Costa Sheriff's Office have actually come out and said that they're not going to release a lot of information. So what I have... Yeah, they turned down yeah, oxygen. Yeah, they did. And they, they specifically said, you know, it's an ongoing investigation, even though there's charges that have been brought. Yeah. Let, let so, me, I want to clarify something too. We get, we get, we've been so wrapped up in our 50-year-old cases. This actually is 25 years old. It was kind of a cold case. It was, it was a cold case. But we, we're so caught up in our cold case that are completely dead, and they're solved by the last-ditch effort of genealogy. Yeah. So so it is It is sort of a cold case. It's a 25-year-old case, which is still pretty significant for everybody involved. So Right. Uh, but there was enough DNA to be able to use regular DNA advancements, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Right. So it's yeah. technically no, no, a cold correct, case, correct. but 90, we didn't have to right. go. Yeah, yeah, we didn't have to go as yeah, far we, as genetic yeah. genealogy. I'm looking at a picture of the pizza place. It's probably like a strip mall then type of thing. Is that what it is? Yeah, it looks like maybe yeah, maybe so like a strip mall and they shared. So they were uh, mm-hmm. four or five businesses were kind of tied up and they shared a basement. Boy, that's freaky. That's weird. Right. So, I mean, again, I've worked in a strip mall also and it's it is all the same. Like you have those back entrances and everything. Everything is kind of connected to help like, you know, delivery drivers, employees, like all of that good stuff. So you don't have to go in and out of like the front doors. Um, it is kind of freaky though, especially in like big malls and mm, scary. 
all that they said is that they served several search warrants. So I'm assuming they searched like the businesses. Would that is that what you would think? Yeah. So okay. Like let's, upon hearing that. Yes. Let's let's go back for a second. Okay. It, it's it's a mall that housed several other businesses, including mm-hmm. a candy shop, a video store, a construction office, and a dance studio. The, these are all places that are probably frequented. A, a lot, a candy shop, you can, and a video store in the nineties. Yes, yeah. ab- absolutely. So they shared the bathrooms in the basement. But here's what's interesting to me. Okay, so first of all, she was known to use the restroom at a, a, of a bar across the street to avoid the basement area. Yes, because it, it um, was getting to that <laughs> because it was isolated. So th- it was vacant and dimly lit. So here's something that's interesting. Anyone who entered the building could get to the basement bathrooms mm-hmm. so that's that was what i was saying with like yeah, the three okay. entrances like there was yeah. a lot of ways for people to get gain access three entrances and mm-hmm. three narrow long stairwell so mm-hmm. she recognized that this is not a place i wanted to go to the bathroom and oftentimes she would go uh, across the street to a bar and yes. use the bathroom so so people knew that about her they, they knew that so her friends and her cousin um so i was going to get there in a second oh, her cousin okay. troy kinslow well, welcome he had actually the new year i'm ahead bar. of you well, yeah. <laughs> welcome to the new year I'm, I'm getting ahead of you sorry yeah, i don't think that's ever going to change priscilla's cousin troy kinslow had actually that night during her murder been at the bar across the street where she was known so it's it kind of sounded like he was a frequent there or i think he either he worked there or he was a frequent at that bar and that's why she felt more comfortable going over there but yeah in one of the uh, probably and he I probably read, allowed her so so yeah. yeah i don't I, it was unclear if he worked there or if he just frequented there but i think he was he was there a oh, lot okay. but yeah one of the articles i read did say that her friends and her cousin are the ones that told law enforcement that yeah she was uncomfortable going into the basement bathroom so it is kind of questionable like why was she in the basement bathroom you know well it, it helps when they're starting to put together the story if people knew this well people did know it because we're reading it about right. her after she's been killed so if people knew that about her, then immediately that draws red flags. It, 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 wait a minute. Why was she down there? She hated going to the bathroom. She hated going down there. So somebody might have taken her down there or, or forced her down there or dumped her body down there. So that's helping. Well, she died with asphyxia due to drowning. Her face right. was in the... So she, Does, okay, that's so that's what she was getting. Yeah. So back up. What was your question to me then? You asked before I went off on a tangent. You, you said, so what would have they done or something you would ask? Well, I said, you know, they carried out several search warrants. It, and again, it doesn't, they don't say where. I'm assuming all the businesses that are attached to that strip mall. And that's what I asked you. Is that what you would come to that well, conclusion too? a search warrant, remember, is is a tool that you use to collect evidence, right? Mm-hmm. And you do a search warrant because you believe you have probable cause to believe that a crime was committed there or that there is evidence of a crime in that location. And it's pretty specific, the, the search warrants. So they believed they had, pro- they had probable cause for something. They probably did search warrants at suspects' houses or vehicles. Huh. Right, right. I'm not really sure... I don't know what information we have to suggest that they would have searched the other stores. However, if they're sharing this bathroom, you know, maybe they found maybe they found like a little name badge from one of the other mm-hmm. stores. So they went up there and searched. So so it's it's possible, but we again, yeah, the police are this was a cold case that the police are just tight-lipped on right now. 
And I don't know, but yes, they're, they're searching, wherever they're searching, they believe that they're going to get evidence of this crime, of this murder. And it's definitely, they have a subject, they definitely searched his house, his car, wherever. Interesting. Yeah, I'll tell you right now. Um, so he was December 9th. He was charged. And I'll give you a little spoiler. He's in prison for life. He's mm-hmm. already he's he was arrested in prison and he, charged with these crimes. Yeah, he arrested the, while he was in prison. Yeah, 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 he's yeah. serving a 295 year sentence. <laughs> but they specifically came out and said that there has not been. So he has to be moved to this county. He's not in this county right now. So they have to move him. They have to extradite him and then do a trial on him there. There has not been a set trial date yet for him on this charge for Priscilla's murder. So I will I'm I'm interested to know all of the evidence that they did have. So I'm going to be following this one closely for everyone and updating. And when we get that information, hopefully be able to do and talk about it again with all that information, because it does also, they did also say that they examined numerous pieces of evidence, is in quotes. So I am curious to know what right, evidence I'm lo- they had. Right, I'm looking at the um, the press release for the uh, Contra Costa Sheriff. Yeah, I feel the like press we did release. A case, I feel like we did a case with Contra Costa Sheriff. I don't think department. so. This is the first time I've heard of them. Yeah, the press release is basically all of it's the same as like all the articles. Yeah, that so read. the lab analyzed numerous pieces yeah. of evidence. It's possible. Okay, let, let's keep and going. And that's what they, they did back then. They examined numerous pieces of evidence. But I'm guessing they didn't... Are, are you going to get to the point how they got to the subject and how long he's been in jail for? Yeah. Okay, all right. In a second. And then I'll come back about DNA. Okay, so I mentioned Troy Kinslow, her, uh, her cousin. I was just going to say again, I have... You know, I skipped ahead a little bit. Uh, so he was the night of her murder at the restaurant across... Or at the bar across the street. And he actually, when he got there the next day... So I think he did work there... One of a coworkers said, oh, my gosh, did you hear about her? And that's how he found out about uh, his cousin, which is really, really sad. But he actually uh, kind of stayed on top of detectives over the years and actually uh, bugged them, you know, bugged, hounded them a couple years ago to reinvestigate her murder. And uh, I think I read something in one of the articles where they said that he really did, you know, stay on top of them and not let them forget this case, which was pretty cool. And last year in 2020... Detectives submitted uh, DNA evidence for testing using, and what it said was using, you know, DNA advancements Mm -hmm. in 2020, uh, but again, no genealogy. And a match was made to Danny Lamont Hamilton, who at the time last year was 51 years old, serving a 295-year sentence outside of San Diego on a sexual assault, uh, on sexual assault charges unrelated to this case. Uh, he is charged in Priscilla's murder with one count of murder and a bunch of enhancements. I'm not sure what that means. The enhancements are murder by lying in wait, felony murder, kidnapping. Y- y- yes, yes, enhancements. Uh, the easiest one to think about it is, you know, selling drugs. You know, it's a, cr- it's a pretty specific crime. Mm-hmm. But selling drugs in a school zone is an enhancement. It, it, it oh. kicks it up a notch, yeah. Oh, didn't know that. Well, his enhancements... Lighting a fire to cover up a, a, oh, a, a yeah, crime. Yeah, yeah. yeah that it's makes an enhancement, sense. enhancement, that kind of thing. So he's charged with one count of murder with murder by lying in wait, felony murder kidnapping, felony murder burglary, and felony murder enumerated sex offense. So uh, basically the theory is that it was an attempted sexual assault and burglary. And so I'm assuming they had DNA 
from her um, if it was an attempted sexual assault. Not sure what enumerated sex offense means, though. Wait a minute. Can I back up for a second? Mm-hmm. They, they think it was robbery and a sex assault? Yeah, so one of the enhancements is felony bur- murder burglary. Again, they're not releasing the evidence they have, but I'm assuming that something was stolen, taken from her person. There was some kind of money or something. She was a waitress, and on break, I'm a, she probably still had, you know, like how waitresses carry around their little like apron and it has their cash tips in it and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's what I would be assuming felony murder burglary is one of the enhancements. Okay. So they think it was an attempted burglary and attempted sol- sexual assault. That that was the most. Right, so she was probably working, and then he probably wouldn't rob the place. No, she was on break. He didn't go in to rob. No, she was on break. So felony murder burglary is he took something from her. Okay. Yeah. So I, what I'm assuming is, is that she had her apron, and she probably had all of her cash tips uh, on her. I got. I or gotcha. like a watch or yes, something. Yes. Yes. No. That yeah. makes. Yeah. I gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. All right, what was your question earlier? What was enumerated? Uh, one of the enhancements is felony murder enumerated sex offense. I don't know what enumerated means. A- I think it just means added on, maybe. Wow. Uh, yeah. Because everything I was reading said attempted murder, burglary, attempted a sexual sexual assault. So I don't know if he was attempting. Yeah, if you're a lawyer. And sent- then she was fighting back. Because I did read mm-hmm. that she was a fighter mm-hmm. and that she would have fought him. Oh, that's so good. Fought him hard. That means she probably would have got DNA under her fingernails. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think okay. I read one of, one of her friends saying that. So, All right. So those are the charges that he has. Um, like I said, we're waiting on trial still. So he was originally arrested in 1991 uh, and was sent to a different jail. Mm-hmm. And then in 2002, he was convicted of the previous sexual assault charges. Yeah, he's been in jail from 99 to to current day to now. Oh, it says 99 to 2000 for unrelated sexual assault 2002, charges. but he that's when he was in jail awaiting the conviction okay. and stuff. And then yeah. he was convicted in 2002 and then was moved mm-hmm. to a prison outside of San Diego. And he's so he has a 295-year sentence. California has this really weird law, though, that's like an elderly person law. And mm-hmm. I wasn't going to bring it up, so I didn't really read much into it. But my understanding of it is that an older person at the age of like 65 or whatever is eligible for parole under this law. So he was actually going to be eligible for parole in 2029. And if you go on his, I have it linked so I can I can link it or you can just Google it if you want to see it. You can find his inmate information on their, the Contra Costa County website oh okay yeah it's like his little inmate profile and it still currently says eligible for parole in 2029 because you know obviously they just brought charges so this is a bummer because i want to know the evidence so it says in in 2020 they submitted additional evidence to the crime lab which we know is it says dna be tested using current technology so it's dna so but i don't it but it doesn't sound like genetic genealogy no, 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 and no, 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 wouldn't they put DNA in CODIS and he was already already in jail? Wouldn't it have popped? Well, yes, if they had the right... So it's possible that they didn't have enough DNA at the time. It's possible that they, they just didn't. And it's also possible that what they did... This is most likely what they did. 
they took the evidence out of the box. So cold case team comes in, takes the evidence. Maybe there's some pants or something mm-hmm. or underwear. And they I said, feel like under her nails. Yeah. Scraping. Cr- mm-hmm. Good. Probably a good point. Under her nails and send it to the lab. Say, can you extract some DNA? And they pulled the DNA under, under the new technology. They say, yes, we have we have DNA. Let Oh, we have a profile and we have a match. That I, I'm kind of thinking maybe, maybe that's what's happening. So... In 96, yeah, I, I don't... Because uh, don't know? they over the... Wouldn't they, or didn't they, what would make sense to me is over the years, they would have to go in through all of the inmates that were incarcerated before CODIS and upload their information. Is that something that they did? So yes, probably he, I, I don't know maybe he was like on the like the, right. the uh, this was at the this was end at of the, the list or something. It took a while to get him up. This updated. was at uh, on the cusp of, of that, right? If you, you know, I think the FBI's website talks about that. Uh, like around 1999, they started getting yeah. advancements. I can tell you right now, if you're a bad guy and you go to jail, your DNA is collected yeah. and it goes into the system 100, percent right? Yeah. If you're a subject of an investigation. You get and you get your rights read to you. You get your DNA collected, at least at the federal level. I can tell you that. You're getting prob- your rights read to you. You're getting arrested. Uh, not necessarily. I thought. Not necessarily. Oh. Yeah. Uh, good point. Let me back up. Yeah. Because you could get your rights read to you, and then it can be determined that you're not a subject, right? Uh-huh. If you're determined a subject or of an investigation, you're going to get your DNA collected. Mm-hmm. If they're going to file charges against you, you're going to get your DNA collected. If you're going to go to jail, you're going to get your DNA collected. So subsequently, anytime a crime happens, they pull DNA. Boom! It, they're gonna they're gonna check it to all known offenders. So yes, right. everybody who's been in jail forever, their DNA is on file. This, at but 19- they had to go back through and yeah, you know, they probably just lined them all up. And yeah, yeah, their DNA. Insane. Yeah, so that maybe, was easy. They, so, they have them in one place. Right, but so maybe he was like on the. Yeah, this was about that time. So it took a while to get. Or to Or the him. other thing I think is more likely that the police never really submitted DNA. Mm. You know, maybe they didn't have something staring them right in the face. You know what I mean? And maybe they just said, hey, you know what? Hey, you know what? The cops in 96 didn't really do this. Let's let's look at this. And that's what happens to these cold cases. Hey, let's look at this. Let's send these pants in. Let's say, hey, we got underwear. Hey, we have... Um, and that's this what tissue that was found at the scene. That's hey, what we've yeah. seen in all of our genetic genealogy cases with like yeah. boots and pants yep, and shirts yep. where they're like, let's just send this yeah. in anyway. And they find And they something. send it in and they got a DNA profile and said, hey, guess what? So this would be a case where eventually in 2020, they have someone that's incarcerated mm-hmm. and they say, run this DNA profile in CODIS. Boom, we have a hit. We have somebody who's in jail. And then they go in. Which... And, they probably go in and get a hold of him. Where'd he live? Do maybe I don't know about those search he, warrants, but yeah. He was from the same area as her. They right. Did, yeah. So oh so they start matching that all up. They start doing the background investigation. Then they probably they probably went in and, and interviewed him. He probably confessed, maybe. Because he's in jail for what, two hundred and ninety five years? Two hundred and ninety five years, yeah. And he he's fifty one. Thankful now he's fifty two, but thankfully he yeah. I mean had been in prison this whole time and was unable to really hurt anyone so, else. That's why they have cold case teams. I mean, this is this is what happens. You know, look, things happen. You know, it, it really stinks. Murders happen, and they get stuck, and they put it in the box on the shelf. You know, mm-hmm. that's the cliche. The box is probably a, a banger's box with the name of the victim on it. And then they move on to something because two more murders came in or something, you know, especially yeah. this part of California. And they have a cold case team. and said, okay, hey, 
Hannah, new cold case detective, welcome to the team. Boom, here you go. Take a peek at this. And you got fresh eyes, yep. and you're excited, and you're in no rush. Yeah. Right? That's the coolest thing about it, right? Yeah. I, I always wanted to be on the cold case team. That's the coolest thing because you're in no rush. You take your time going through things. You get the whiteboard out, and you hmm. look, and you go, yeah. oh, my gosh. Let's send this into the lab for DNA. See if there's DNA on this stuff. Yeah, that's you pretty know? interesting. Uh, I will say that all of the investigators that have been involved in this case over the years, they said that Hamilton was completely unknown to them. They He was never on their radar, yeah, what did the uh, especially during the early days and what over the, the years. What did the DA say? The DA was excited or something? So are you talking about the prosecutor who originally put him away? Yeah, yeah, so okay. It was, it was the prosecutor, the DA, who originally, originally. charged and prosecuted him for his uh, unrelated sex crimes. He said he was not surprised. When he saw this come out in the news, he said, wait a minute, that name sounds familiar. And he went and looked at his picture and he said, oh, yeah, that makes complete sense to me. He said he was uh, not surprised that he was linked to this murder at all, yeah. but just that he was grateful that he had put him mm -hmm. away and he had been away for many years already and, mm -hmm. you know, was really unable to now, continue committing crimes. Probably the reason why, w one of the reasons that the police had just been hush-hush, it's possible that the prosecutor says be hush-hush because... Now, the guy's been in jail, uh, let's see, 96. 1999. He's been in jail three years after he committed this mm -hmm. crime. So they have to put together a case. Mm -hmm. And right now all they have is probably, all they have is DNA, right? So they have to put together a case, and it's probably going to be pretty hard. They probably need to get a confession to discuss him. So they need to put together a real case, you know, his movement and stuff. And, and they have to yeah. go back 99 to 90, uh, 96 to 99. That's and, and prior to that, that's all they have. So they have to go back and, and reconstruct a, a case and the evidence and, and that type of thing. So, yeah, I was reading through Reddit, which I know isn't mm -hmm. like the most like, yeah, whatever source, but for, there's for lead a lot of, purposes, I guess. Yeah, it's it's a pretty I've mm -hmm. found some value in it, but I was reading through it and someone made a comment that, uh, at, you know, at, at some point when when someone is um, convicted for like these insane 200 plus year sentences why don't they just con c go on and confess to everything else they've done because at this point they're not getting out of jail ever or prison ever so why not just confess like that should just be a thing and i was thinking about that i was like especially with what you just said yeah i mean well we he doesn't have he's already in jail for 295 years but he doesn't have to say anything right right we, and we had, what is it to him why why, why so should we he? had talked about that in one of the other cases i can't remember what, what the case was i had mentioned the ridiculous but, but it was I think it was the case. It, it was the case, I think, where the detective spent like 20 years wooing the guy with pizza parties and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they they have different motivations for doing that, right? I think that guy, in that case, he wanted just friendship. He's a narcissist. He wanted yeah. to talk. He wanted yeah, to talk yeah, about yeah, himself. Absolutely. Correct. Investigator, when you're going in for the subject interview, you have to do your background and you have to learn those kind of things. Sometimes you get the psychologist involved and you and you figure out what to appeal to, what what e ego or his narcissism, or whatever the case is. But yes, they, they're going to have a motivation, some sort of motivation that's going to get him to talk about that, right? Because yeah. th he's in jail for 295 years, and he's been in jail for 25? Yeah. So like, so can he maybe, if I confess to this, can I get my sentence reduced? <laughs> Not likely, but, you know, or can, I I, mean, okay. can I get moved to a different... A different jail that's nicer where I have a window you know that's there's true, different yeah. motivations uh, but like you said it has a lot to do with uh, narcissism ego 
Yeah. That kind of thing. Because uh, and I like that's a nice thought. What that person was mm-hmm. saying, like essentially, like why can't people be like that? That's a nice thought. That. Every, every murderer would just be like okay fine let me just give you all the information sure. but these people are typically narcissists like they don't give it they don't they don't care mm-hmm. about human life that's why they're killing people mm-hmm. so what's it to them if they don't give well, the information care 25 years ago right right um, so. and maybe you're right maybe i'm of the belief that people can sometimes change so maybe 25 years in prison has done his conscience some good or something and mm-hmm. he will sit down and confess it'll be interesting i mean we're gonna i'm gonna follow this i'm interested in the, the evidence that they have honestly i, I am too i like I to know what i'd like have. to construct deconstruct that evidence so i like when we do these ones where it offers us the opportunity to kind of follow up on so okay so he's in jail yep he's in prison they have to move him to contra Cal- uh, costa county to be able to try him so mm-hmm. that's what we're just waiting for now there's been no set. When is the trial? There's the judge said there's no set trial yet. Okay, That's and they're I'm probably saying. just still coming out of COVID situations. I think I think trials are back on and stuff. You know, they're still delayed. Remember, we're yeah, still waiting. We're on. still waiting. On. Which ones are we waiting on? Um, <laughs> never mind. Angelo. Oh, the guy from uh, the Princeton Temper. jogger. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Marcotte. Marcotte. Yeah, Marcotte. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then there was another one too. I have I have them written down to follow up with them. But okay. yeah, COVID has really messed some things up. I mean, it's been a good couple years with all the genetic genealogy, mm-hmm. but getting them tried has been something else. Okay, so um Priscilla Lewis, what's the what's the situation of the family? Do you know? No. The case is still under investigation. Um, so I do have a little bit of information. If you if anyone has any information pertaining to uh, Priscilla Lewis and her murder, you can contact the Sheriff's Office Investigation Division at 925-313-2600. And then I'll, um, I'll link all that in the email that you can email to on the, what's it called? Instagram on our stories or mm-hmm. on the Instagram post. I did have, I don't, I don't know if we want to, I was going to ask you, I was going to tell you about this later though. It's kind of related, but also kind of unrelated. But I thought maybe we, I could mention it to you now. And you can cut it out if you want, mm-hmm. or we can see what the listeners think. But when I was doing research into this, I actually came across, because um, I was also looking up like the genetic genealogy, and we were talking about the size of DNA. Mm-hmm. I came across um, an article talking about how Cece Moore has come out and said that she believes that she can solve the John Benet Ramsey case, even with the tiniest amount of DNA. Huh. Uh, but that Boulder has not reached out to her, and she can't get involved unless they reach out to her. Yeah, I thought okay. that was interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. That's because just, that's uh, she said like the tiniest like genetic genealogy is so advanced that she can literally do it with the tiniest amount right. of uh, DNA. You know, that's that's a little nugget for everybody, and you know we're fans of her, but also she's. You know, she's a celebrity too, to some degree. So, well, it was her and then another. How again, cool I was would just quickly. Be? I was just quickly reading. It was her and another yeah. uh, geneticist or expert that came out, and they were talking. Yeah, about Yeah, it's it. a challenge too for her. Someone. So, how cool would that be for her and you know her team and everything? So. But like the tiniest amount of DNA. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
I thought that was interesting because we were talking about this. Well, she's not the lab technician that's looking at the DNA. She's the genealogist. But she was saying even with the smallest amount of DNA, they would be able to Mm -hmm. put it together and find it. Mm -hmm. I just thought that was interesting. I didn't know if maybe you wanted to go there or if anyone was interested. (laughs) No, No, that's good. That's a good little nugget for everybody. But yeah, it was just interesting. Cool. All right. So stick with us in 2022. Yeah. You know, more more to come. Next month will be a year yes, that we've been a, here. A year. And again, you know, the, those of you who are new, it just, Hannah and I, we have these discussions. We're going to have these discussions anyway, whether we do it on a podcast or not. So we just want to share it with you. So if you go to our Instagram and let us know what you think. Give us some case suggestions. We'll do our best. So... Are you trying to take my outro? No, I'm just I'm right just now? I'm just making some comments. <laughs> so, all right, take it away. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yes, thank you guys for listening. If you enjoy uh, hearing our discussions, you can go ahead and give us a rate and review on Apple Podcast, five stars if you think that we're five star worthy. Uh, that helps us get out to more people and be heard because again, that is one of our goals, especially with like this episode today there is still under uh, investigation technically you can follow us on instagram at true crime archives podcast we are on twitter at tc archives pod it's been a while and i just made our own tiktok also so for those of you that do the tiktok it's true crime archives pod on tiktok so uh that'll be fun we're gonna have some fun trying to figure out that Mm -hmm. and i think that's all of our social medias Give us a follow and subscribe, and we will see you every Monday. So we'll see you next Monday or talk to you next Monday. Later. Bye.